Here's a quick message from one of the sponsors of this episode, Next Data. So that's Jamak's company. She wants to let people know that she is hiring. So here she is. Yeah, we're looking for kind of distributed systems engineers to come and solve these problems that you and I just talked about and building those catalyst technologies. So if you're one and you're listening, just come to our very uh, basic job site on our website, uh, nextdata.com. Yeah, and we'll, we've got a, a link to that in the show notes for all of these episodes as well. So, thank you. Yeah, I've, and and you know, from working with you uh, personally on different uh, projects and things, I, I can say it's it's a blast working with Jamak. It's 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 high empathy and high like mental throughput, but it's also like high kind of focus on what what are you actually trying to do. So, I I do recommend other folks uh, check that out as well. Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. This episode is part of a longer interview I conducted with Jamak Dagani, who's the founder of the Data Mesh concept and is sponsored by her, her company, her startup Next Data. The goal of these conversations is to dig deeper into specific topics rather than skimming the surface and really discuss Jamak's view of the now and the future of Data Mesh. What is possible now? What can we do to set ourselves up for success in the in the future? And what is our ideal picture in that future once we have the ways of working and the tooling more figured out? Hopefully, you get some great insights as well as seeing the other side of the funny and wonderful person behind the data mesh paradigm. Please do follow Jamak as well for more interesting insights to keep an eye out on what she is working on. I think you'll be very interested and excited. Now, up next, I'll give a bit of my summary of the episode, so you might focus on a few of the nuanced points that Jamak makes. Sometimes she says some things that are kind of like a picture, right? Worth a thousand words in and of themselves, even when she says one sentence. So with that, uh, let's go ahead and hear some fun music, and then we'll get into that summary. <laughs> Max Corner 21. Reinventing data development, not data processing and storage. So this is part of a longer conversation recorded in March of 2023. Jamak starts off this part of the, the conversation about how there needs to be a big shift in the way we deal with data to make data products that much more crucial to our data work. Instead of them being the end output of data work, right, and merely a point of consumption, we need to be considering every interaction we have with data, especially as, as a data producer, and how that flows into and around the data products. And we need to make that easy to focus on for the developers. Better technology will help enable us to change behaviors. You know, as Jamak said, tools reshape behavior. So right now, there's just a lot of friction there. We really need to think about what, what a catalyst means. We need to find the small changes that will drive big 
impact in our data mesh implementations. Because otherwise, doing something like data mesh and specifically driving to the real value, you know, that crossing that value chasm that we're kind of looking at because we can't get the full value right now, to drive to that, it's it's going to be too hard if we don't find these kind of points of leverage instead of trying to push everything uh, forward as one. We need to find kind of those dominoes that we're going to knock over that then build up. As an industry in general, we need to be discovering and or creating those catalysts, whether that is tooling, architecture, process, et cetera. We need to all be pairing up with each other and talking about this to find those. We have a lot of great technologies at the physical layer uh, for Jamak and her view. You know, stuff that's at the physical layer is already good. The, the lake storage, streaming technologies, ML libraries, we can and should use those for our data products. We don't need to reinvent those, but we need a better experience for interacting with these tools. And then we need to change the tool slightly to better interact, to better leverage natively when creating data products. You know, Jamak used the the phrase of of a layer on top of that. And I don't know if I love that because, you know, we talked about how you don't want to do layers with your data in a previous Jamak's corner. But when you think about the experiences and the abstractions that are necessary, yes, you want to figure out how to make it that people can just do the work and that they don't have to care about what the tool is doing versus what are they trying to accomplish. And then Jamak kind of finished up on the the concept of we're all using the phrase of, you know, data product, but the definition seems to be different for pretty much everybody out there. Many different parties, everybody's kind of not on the same page. The ecosystem is, is not on that same page. And thus, there isn't a shared vision that's emerging. So we're not seeing tooling and offerings and things evolve because there isn't a single kind of grand pull by the market in a single direction. Everything's kind of pulling everywhere. You know, Schmack's trying to do this with, uh, you know, Next Data, but we're not seeing that there's enough of a cohesive vision that vendors just go, oh, we have to serve this because everybody's kind of pulling in directions as to how they already have thought about data and just what are some slight tweaks. Okay, with that shortest summary of the episode done, let's go ahead and get to actually hearing from the woman herself, Shemak Degani. If you change your basic primitive, the, the the atoms with which you know you you build the world, um, the world that emerges from that composition looks very very different. Um, that's where I think the shift needs to happen, and that that shift needs to happen in every micro moment of working with data and it has to happen as early in the life cycle of the data. So, you know, we think about like the language we're developing is more data product developer, right? Just like an app developer, you're a data product developer. So we need to give that data product developer new 
thing to build, new primitive to build, this data product, we need to give them tools that reshapes their behavior so that in the process of creation, they do think about um, this as a product, right? And I'm not going to go through all the facets. We've covered data as a product before, um, right? And, and on the other hand, from the users, that's what they discover. That's what they connect to. That's what they use. And if you get those micro moments of behavior shifted and the technology provided to create that shift and the technology to build these new atoms of our data sharing universe, then we will have a very, very different looking universe. Um, and we, we just, there's no other way like that. I mean, I'm very opinionated of course about this. <laughs> um, and what I think if you reflect back, I think um, to, to your first question, to your last question, which was, what has shifted? I think language is easy to adopt. We overnight change that language. We use self-serve platform or data product or data quantum, all these you know, words that kind of vocabulary that was introduced by data mesh. What we didn't change was our behavior and tools reshape behavior. So we need to kind of start there. Yeah. And, and, so, you know, like I said, a whole lot to reflect back on. One thing I would, I would ask that, I, I mean, maybe it, it's a longer conversation, but when you say catalyst, I think it's really important to define what you mean by catalyst because you actually do mean it in the, as far as I can tell, in the chemistry sense of yeah. literally what a catalyst is. So could you give people a brief definite? Because it's actually important when you're talking about this sparks the change in the chemical reaction. And it can be small. It can be like that specific level. You've talked about this. I can't, I think it might be in the book or it might be somewhere else that you've talked about what is an actual catalyst at the scientific level. I think you might've talked about it when you were in, talking about kind of Cunian revolution and, and stuff like that. Yeah, well, maybe I, maybe I just read the definition of, <laughs> of Oxford Dictionary. <laughs> a subtitle a substance that increases the rate of a chemical reaction without itself undergoing any permanent chemical change, right? We want, we want to have that like little ingredient that would create this big change in the chemical composition, in the composition of organization, in the, you know, behavior of people. Um, and Unless this is something small, it's not going to happen, right? We have to find that like little ingredient to um, to make that change. Yeah, I, I did mean it in the sense of like chemistry, I suppose. Yeah, I, that's actually, it was just coming through because people talk about the catalyst and it's the spark for change or, you know, whatever. But like you specifically, because it is at this micro level, it is, you know, at the atomic level, you're talking about that. But so my question would be, you talked about tools change behavior. And so, but you use the words tool, right? Or tools, not tool, right? I, I know uh, there are a couple of people who saw that you used the word platform on your website <laughs> and therefore said, oh, she's saying that she offers the data mesh platform. It's like, I don't understand how you could read that from that, but, but you do you. But you are talking about multiple of these tools, multiple of these things shifting, you know, so we need an ecosystem of these, like, is there one area where you think 
the tooling is pretty good and we can we can kind of just make some tweaks. I think you've talked about this around like CICD and things like that, that we can kind of adopt what's already there and that we don't have to make massive changes. Like how are you thinking about what we could tweak to spark that initial <laughs> value mm-hmm. creation as we wait for more and more tooling to kind of arrive or adjust to being able to do this? I probably don't have a very good answer for what to tweak, but I think what we could utilize and continue to use is a set of technologies that solve very hard problems at the physical layer. I still believe that we can continue to use, you know, lake storage. We can continue to use massive parallel processing of data. We can continue to use the stream kind of processing for analytics. We can continue to use all the ML libraries for running machine learning models. The tweak, I suppose, sorry, going back to your framing, the tweak that is required um, is dependent on, I think, a new layer of experience, a new logical layer on top of these technologies and then tweaking our tools to work with this new layer. So if we say, in my mind, the primitives, the first class primitive of functions over data should be data products. We're very, of course, unbiased, data mesh world, there's no pipeline at the, at the, at the fir- first class primitive level, right? Not at the implementation level, of course, there are pipelines, but at a first class primitive that you, you perform functions on, are data products, um, not pipelines, not tables, um, not metadata, data products. Data products kind of swallow and encapsulate and abstracts those concepts. So, so the thing that is missing is bringing this idea to life, like making it real so we can type on the keyboard and build and use and discover these data products. And then the tweak would be the technology that currently relies on tables and files and streams need to be tweaked so they work at this new level of abstraction. Um, So in the absence of, and and that's where people were, right? They, They had gone to and created their own kind of, implementation of a data product, anything as as a simple as an augmented table with some metadata or more sophisticated, a Docker container with, you know, some sort of a workflow management system like running in it. They're, they're all different variations of it, but there is we don't have still a, you know, fully spec'd out and implemented version of this based on at least the data mesh um, requirements. And until that comes to exist, I think whatever we tweak, is, it's not going to cross that chasm of value that you referred to earlier. Yeah, I, I, I'm still confused when people think that when you said beyond the data lake, that it was beyond the technology versus beyond the approach of what we're doing with data lake, because it's it's clear through a lot of the early presentations when you're just like, we're we're just not doing these things correctly because we're doing them kind of for the sake of doing them, right? As if this tool solves it instead of this tool enables us to actually 
you know, capture information in such a way that we can share it as a product, right? That we can share it, that we think about how we actually encapsulate information to be shared so that it can be used instead of here's just some information. And this has been something I've talked about a little bit of a lot of people um, that data producers get to the point of I'm sharing my data with you. And it's not really what consumers are expecting. They're expecting the insight or they're expecting the insight and the so what. And so like actually having that explicit conversation as to who owns what, how far does it go? What what are my responsibilities here? Um, you know, I recently had a conversation with Guy Taylor uh, from Booking.com and he just said, we need to put way more responsibility on the consumers. They've had to do way too much work. So if we're taking the the work off of them from the actual like data cleansing and things like that, if we're moving that upstream, responsibilities actually need to flow downstream where they need to, to push a lot more of that information up so that we can have these actual conversations around sharing information. But right now, we're not even there. I agree with you that we're not there from a technical ca- capabilities to share the information, even if we were on the same page and, and we're not on the same page and we're not really capable of doing that in, in an easy productized way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have created shared language, but uh, semantic diffusion of that language has led to a lot of complexity uh, or misunderstanding and confusion. There is a wonderful article, um, I think it's fairly old for, on Martin Fowler's website around semantic diffusion that, you know, the concept getting de- de- gets defined and the new language is <laughs> created around it. And that language through time and spreading through the population just loses its meaning over time. And I think that's already happened with data mesh. Like the, the concept of data product was introduced and you know, I put a lot of effort in the book to define characteristics for it and um, define an acronym around like DAV units and, and all of these things, but it's just semantically it's diffused to something unrecognizable. And because we are all saying the same thing, but meaning completely different things, it's very hard to, um, right? Very, very hard to make progress uh, because we're not, agreeing and we don't establishing common constructs, common tools, common interfaces, common contracts, whatever we want to call them, so that the the ecosystem can evolve. We just don't have it. Like every every vendor or even like adopters, you talk about their data products, they mean something different. So thanks again to Jamak. As a reminder, please check out her startup, Next Data. There's more information about it in the show notes. They're doing some pretty amazing things. She's hiring lots of folks, looking to partner with others, and just kind of check it out. As for me, please do follow up with me as well. I'm pretty easy to find. I'd love to chat Data Mesh or anything kind of in the data realm. Check out datameshunderstanding.com for more information, some useful resources and things as well. And Jamak and I both wish you an excellent rest of your day. Now with that, let's cue that inspiring outro music.